is over a hundred million pounds. Therefore, it's an average of a hundred thousand pound per business. And if you've got the funding available there, then that will fully fund your apprenticeships or fully fund the people on the programme. Hi, uh, welcome to the latest Star KMS podcast. Uh, John Keane here. I'm the uh, managing director of RKMS. Today, we're going to be talking about lean management and how we deliver our program. So, what is lean management? Lean management, in a nutshell, is basically looking at the way you operate and reducing waste in those operations. That waste may be in the form of excess movement of materials, goods, or even invoicing, for instance, it might get handled. Uh, in a number of ways which makes slows the process down and that is what we what is called waste anything that isn't adding value to the process how does it benefit your business the way it benefits your business is that you are uh, you strip out unnecessary tasks uh, you also, at the same time, look at that from a continuous improvement point of view or continuous improvement angle to make sure that what you're doing is the most effective way of doing it at the least possible effort, if you will. So what it does is it makes you leaner uh, in terms of the cost, your activities and your efficiencies. How do you know that you're not lean? How do you know you've got all this waste? I guess what you need to do really is you do what we call a waste walk. You, you would look at your activities and your operations and identify where there is uh, opportunities for waste to be built into the process, i.e. excess uh, processing, excess uh, checking, documentation, anything that doesn't add value to the process really. So is this term of uh, lean staffing, as in... You know, one staff member is wasting maybe three hours a day doing paperwork, which maybe could take half an hour um, through your uh, lean management. Yes, but you do have to be careful with that because in the past, lean has been used as a tool to reduce workforces. And that isn't really the way that lean should be approached. The way that lean should be approached is you should be looking at building additional capacity. Therefore, you've got uh, additional capacity to, to undertake role uh, jobs. For instance, the UK is generally seen as being 30% less productive than our counterparts, and that is a big worry for British industry. So is this mainly for private sector, public sector? Where, where do you see lean most effective? It's effective in virtually any sector. Uh, we've delivered this programme in the public sector where we've had some really good results. For instance, we work with a, uh, a local authority in the northwest. It was uh, a joint programme with the local authority and with the housing association. They were undertaking a, a £6 million uh, project on bathroom refurbishment of social housing. And they found that after sort of three or four months into the project, they were already something in the region of £87,000 over budget. The satisfaction team was coming in at around about 63%. They had a lot of material that was working progress each month. They was losing uh, a number of... Uh, items should I say and basically it was taking 18 days to refurbish uh, a social housing bathroom from start to finish. We delivered a six-month program uh, on the lean management course and basically what happened there was they reduced that uh, overspend to a deficit of £386,000 in six months so they became very effective very quickly. Uh, the customer satisfaction rates went up to almost 100% and the maximum period of time to install a new bathroom went from sort of 18 days to uh, I think it was a maximum of eight days in the end. What were they getting so wrong then and why weren't they picking that up that you could come in and, and, and find those problems out? It wasn't us that found those problems out, to be honest, and that's that's how our programme differs slightly. A lot of lean consultants will go into an organisation and produce a report and say, this is what you could achieve. 
the way that we approach that really is we empower the people on the programme so that they can actually monitor and measure correctly and that they can report it back to the powers that be within the business. And we also, quite often, we, we do like to have a pretty spread and cross-section of, of people within the business. So we might have somebody who's on the tools doing the, doing the job on the shop floor or, or in, in the residence uh, housing, for instance, uh, in this case. But we also need to make sure that we have uh, senior management involved as well because they can then see and understand when people are reporting to them where they've identified waste. And the difference is, rather than saying, that piece of kit over there is a waste of time, it costs us, you know, it's, it's useless, it, it adds time to the job they'll be able to come back and give them reasons why it adds time to the job do a proper measurement analysis of it and say look if you spend x amount of money the the return on investment will be three months six months three years but they'll be able to come with a reasoned uh, discussion on why they need to invest in something so what does rkms do differently to other companies when it comes to lean management what we do differently is at the outset of a program we make it quite clear that a big a big element of a program is as you as one of the learners or one of the people on the program are going to present to us and you're going to tell us what you've achieved rather than us coming in and saying this is what you could achieve that what that does and what that entails is we will give you all the support the tools the techniques we'll give you help with presentation skills so that you'll be able to do an effective report at the end that will persuade uh, hearts and minds and get them to, to make real term improvement within the business and once that's done, it becomes sustainable because those people have learned those skills and they can move it on to the next project. So it becomes a continual improvement cycle, uh, which really any business should be looking to, to implement. So is it just available really for uh, big businesses with a certain amount of staff or can, you know, can any business take it? Effectively, any business can undertake that. It works better when there are larger numbers. However, I think the smallest course that's been run was a company uh, that uh, was an events destination company and they had seven staff and all seven participated. And they identified, if I remember rightly, it was about £35,000 worth of improvements and efficiencies. Wow. Can you remember what areas they worked? That's quite a lot for a small business with seven staff. That was really looking at the way that they scope out uh, venues and events they realised that they wouldn't necessarily have to go and visit that venue uh, and spend time on the road visiting there, then time writing reports. We realised that with the advent of, of technology that we could actually have the place videoed by the, the event host, if you will, uh, and then that would reduce the amount of time that was taken to travel to them. It would also reduce the amount of time it took to generate a proposal from start to finish as well. So what that allowed them to do is free up more work uh, and more capacity so that we could actually service clients and take on more clients because we were at the point where they were turning business away because we didn't physically have the amount of time to be able to go out and scope these these uh, venues so when they realized that we could do it remotely then that freed up something like i think it's 200 hours a month in in manpower or personnel power should i say uh, for them to be able to go out and, and scope different proposals so what kind of through the, the, the different modules then of the, the lean management? Yeah, there are a number of modules. First of all, we like to speak with the senior management and the guys uh, and the people that are on the shop floor or at the coalface. The reason for that is we need to get an understanding of, of what the, the management perceives as being issues and what the, the workers perceive as being issues. Because quite often it's a case of it's them in their ivory towers haven't got a clue what goes on. And the people in the ivory towers are looking down saying they don't know how to make decisions. So 
what we tend to do is, first of all, we find common ground. Uh, once we found that common ground, there'll always be something in every business that the management and, and the guys on the shop floor will agree is an issue. That, and then we say, right, that's where we're going to focus our efforts. In terms of the whole programme, how long does it take to, to complete this lean management? The programme is, in an ideal world, it will be undertaken on a six-month project. So... We would do the, the senior management uh, module where we speak with the senior management and we speak with the guys on the, the, sh- the shop floor, the coalface, identify an improvement project. We would then go through a, si- a series of modules. The first module would really be to identify uh, what lean management is so we get a bit of an understanding, uh, cover some of the, the modules in there, cover things like uh, waste analysis uh, and various other tools and techniques. The second uh, one would be looking at problem-solving tools and techniques. So if we've identified a problem, how do we solve that using known, tried, tested methods uh, such as YY, Ishikawa or uh, cause and effect diagrams. It might be SIPARC looking at the inputs and outputs to form part of a customer customer journey, if you will. Uh, and there are various tools and techniques. And what we would do is we would tailor it around the nature of the issues that's been discovered so that we, we're making sure we're using the right tools and techniques. From that, we would then uh, do, deliver what we call a, a simulation, uh, although the awarding bodies say that we can't use the term simulation. So what we do is we do a workplace uh, practical where we would uh, basically sit down and look at a problem, generate it, and then apply some of the tools and techniques in a theoretical uh, way rather than actually doing it on a live project. Uh, we then have a, a unit uh, in measurement and monitoring, so that way we can actually identify what the key point, key point indicators are, what analysis and data is needed. And again, that's specific to the project. We will talk about a broader use of visual display, uh, visual information. However, we, we kind of make it bespoke to each individual client and their actual projects. We then have a module where we talk about projects and reporting, where we give a bit of support to the guys so that they can deliver that. And uh, what we do is in between each one of those modules, we have a consultant that goes in and works with the team to make sure they're on the right track and giving them guidance and pointers and, and making sure they're capturing the information so that it can be relayed back. And then the final bit is when they present to us and uh, they tell us about the tools and techniques that we used, what the problem was that we'd identified, what the improvement project was, uh, what the barriers were to that, how we overcame the barriers, what the results have achieved from that, and more importantly, what's the next project that that they're embarking on on, and what improvements are they looking to make next. This is um, a very practical on-the-job training course which will help that project um, initially but like you said as well um, they'll have the skills to look at every other project they do Absolutely. It is very, very much hands-on. Uh, we do take the, the learners out of the workplace uh, one day a month during during this, and that one day a month will be to, to deliver a workshop, deliver sort of tools and techniques. Uh, we'll leave them with workbooks that they need to complete as well. But in between that, we're supporting them uh, on-site with to make sure that they're achieving what, what they're looking to achieve. What would you say the average saving in your experience that you've had here at RKMS uh, for, for each company? The average saving, well, this programme has been delivered uh, for the last 20 years, not just by RKMS, but the guys that we've used have been delivering this. And most of it has been delivered through ERDF funding, which is a European Regional Development Fund. And part of that is you need to capture what the GVA is of a gross value added. So for every pound that's spent, the government wants to know what the return is. And so, for instance, on, on this programme, the sort of return on it has been an average uh, based on over a 1,000 companies that have now been on the project. 
is over a hundred million pounds. Therefore, it's an average of a hundred thousand pound per business. Now, there are large manufacturers that have been on there that have maybe saved three point eight million pounds, and there may be other organisations that are a lot smaller that may, may have saved thirty five thousand pounds. There may be some that have only saved twenty thousand pounds, but every project that's been run through those thousand companies has saved far in excess of any money that they've spent on on actually attending the programme. Is there funding available for these? There is funding available. The way that we deliver this is, we don't like using the term apprentice. Uh, the reason for that is that the majority of people we work with are mature students, if you will. We work business to business. So we're not employing what people typically perceive as being an apprentice, which is somebody who's 16 to 19 years old. We, I think we've only ever had one person who is 19. I think that's the youngest person we've had on this programme. Uh, the oldest has been 67 years of age. So calling somebody who's 67 an apprentice kind of doesn't sit well with them. Uh, but it's important also that when we're delivering this improvement programme that we've got people that have had experience within business as well, and particularly within the business that they're working on the project because they understand the process. Can, maybe can you apply, is it only once that you can apply for the funding? No, uh, the way that it works is we hold a government contract with the Education and Skills Funding Agency, which allows us to deliver what we call apprenticeships. Now, depending on the nature and scale of the size of your business, you will pay either 5% of the overall fee or you'll pay nothing. So, for instance, if you are a large employer and you have a, a, a payroll bill, a wage bill of more than £3 million a year, then you are automatically enrolled in what the government call the uh, Apprenticeship Levy uh, Programme, which means you're paying 0.5% of your payroll every month into a pot, which you, which you can use and access for training. And if you've got the funding available there, then that will fully fund your apprenticeships or fully fund the people on the programme. If you are a smaller organisation member and don't have a payroll of £3 million, then you will not be a, a levy-paying employer. You will be what's known as a non-levy employer. Uh, and what that means is that you'll, you will pay a maximum of 5% of the funding towards it. And there are sort of, in some areas, depending on, on the level of uh, social deprivation or on the age group of the people that are on the programme, there may be incentives for you as a company to take that person on. Uh, however, we tend to work business to business with people that are already employed. But if you do have somebody who's sort of 17-year-old that you want to put on the programme, then there are government funding of between £1,000 and £1,500 per person. So you might pay 3%, sorry, you might pay 5% of your overall cost, which may be £300, but you might be able to claim £1,500 back per person as well. Will people have to go to colleges, or I mean, would people be worried about that going to a college and a day a week doing that sort of thing on this apprenticeship? No, uh, we are effectively we're, we're effectively the college, so we will come into your workplace and work with you uh, one day a month, delivering the, uh, the the theory of it, and then the next month we will come and help you support and implement what you've learnt during the modules. Can can normal apprenticeships can you? train somebody up the year after on the same programme or is this a one-time thing? No, you can uh, have multiple people and multiple programmes running. Uh, we've, you can also go on to a higher level apprenticeship as well, so or higher level qualification, should I say. So you might start off and do a level two lean manufacturing operative. Uh, and then it may be that you want to do a, a level four uh, le uh, improvement practitioner qualification, which is a bit higher level, so it's a little bit more technical, it's a little bit more academic, uh, but that is a stepping stone that you can use from the first programme. And for the, for the people that are taking this qualification, is that a transferable skill to any other business, or is it just solely for that business? 
Oh, the beauty of, of the, uh, the improvement qualifications is that they are fully transferable. I Many years ago, uh, in my own career, I, I would, I'd been made redundant a few times and I looked at it and I thought, what skills do, do I need to have that is transferable for exactly that reason? Uh, and I looked at, at doing uh, quality management, uh, which is quality, lean management's a very small part of, of uh, overall quality management. So quality management is transferable into whatever business. The tools and techniques that you're using, the YY, for instance, is a very, very simple uh, tool. Uh, if, you, if you're a parent and you're driving down the road and you've got your children in the back of the car asking you, why do you do this? You, you give them an explanation and they ask why again. And, and at the end of it, by about the fourth or fifth time, you either tell them to shut up or you tell them the answer. <laughs> if people want to find out, well, how can they get in touch with you guys? Uh, yeah, if, uh, if you want to get in touch with us and find out some more, uh, we have a telephone number, which is local rate, uh, which is 0300 373 0128, uh, or you can send an email to info at or you can always visit our website where there's more information on there, which is www.rkmsuk.co.uk. Or watch our podcast, because it's bloody good. Ha, 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 ha.